Before we start the show, I need to talk to the Overcast users because you'll be glad to know that I've taken the extra 10 seconds in Hindenburg Journalist to put chapter markers in this MP3. The bad news is, well, as far as I know, Overcast is the only app that actually acknowledges these in an MP3. Apple acknowledges them if you use M4A, but to my Overcast users, enjoy. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 659 of the School of Podcasting, we're not just talking podcasting pet peeves. We're talking what is your top, your number one podcasting pet peeve. And I've got an update on Anchor. They surprised me in a good way. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you going. Not just podcasting, because look, you can go watch a bunch of old outdated YouTube videos and steer your podcast right into the wall. No, I get you going in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and you can sign up for either a monthly or yearly membership, or if you want, sign up for the newly created Because You Asked For It three-month mentorship program. It's all out there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And since we're at the beginning of the show... I have to put this right here. You'll see why in just a second. If you like shorter podcasts and want to learn about podcasting, I've got a new show for you. It's called Your Podcast Consultant, and every episode has one topic, and they're always nine minutes or less. I want to start a podcast, but I'm having a hard time picking a topic. We're going to talk about the three things your podcast needs. The time has come to talk microphones. What podcast media host should I use? I see this question over and over and over. Somebody will say, hey, I've got however many downloads. I've got X amount of downloads. Is that good? Dave, how long should my show be? I hate the sound of my voice. And I know that sounds weird because I'm a podcast consultant. Don't I think everyone should start a podcast? No. You might be wondering, is anybody really listening to this podcast stuff? Your podcast consultant. Small lessons with big value. This Hall of Fame podcaster is a featured speaker, author, and mentor to thousands. Now, he wants to work with you. He's your podcast consultant, Dave Jackson. Find it at podcastconsultant.com. There you go. This is me experimenting again, and and the reason you might be saying, Dave, do I have to subscribe to that show and this show? No, because pretty much anything I say over there, I've either already said over here or will be saying it there. It's kind of fun. It's It makes you get to the point with a shorter show, not a lot of rambling over there, and it's for those people that are like, hey, I like your show, Dave, but I only have X amount of time, and what I'm really using it for is when somebody says, what is the best microphone for under 100 bucks? Boom. If somebody says, I really hate the sound of my voice, boom. If somebody says, I am not a tech person, boom. 
So it's a way for me to answer those questions. And then it's also where this show focuses a lot on the School of Podcasting membership. That one will be really uh, pushing people to use me as their consultant and as their mentor. Hence, if you wonder, where did this whole mentoring program come from? Now you know, and the reason I had to play it here at the beginning is because, well, if you like shorter shows, you may not be around, hopefully not, at the end when we get to the end of the show. And speaking of not sticking around, this month we have the question of the month, which is something I do every month, and that is where I ask you a question, you reply, we put all our answers together, and I spend many hours assembling these, and this month... I liked this question. I brought it back. It's kind of an oldie but a goodie, and that is, what is your top? Not what is your pet peeves. What is your top pet peeve? So I put kind of a new spin on it, and I got to tell you, some of these were tried and true, and before we get to those, here is what the world sees podcasting as. I'm going to play you a clip from a bunch of different TV shows, and for the record, I have no, this is probably completely illegal. This right here, this rambling, boring conversation containing already made before observations, this could be a podcast. And in addition to Mark being a comic, he is also the host of a popular podcast. Oh, hold on. There is no such thing as a popular podcast. Ooh, zing. Does anyone know what a podcast is? It's radio on the internet. My mom listens to them, and they're totally boring. I'm Aaron Glover. I'm a journalist. My podcast is 828Gate. Podcast? That's still a thing? Yeah, it's very much a thing. You should have a listen. Nope, no comment. I'm listening to that podcast you told me about. Podcasts, They're droning. Just get to the point, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I am so tired of going on dates where I have to listen to guys go on and on about how they're turning their Twitter feeds into blogs, their blogs into books, and their books into Twitter feeds. It's exhausting. <sighs> Stop pretending that your podcast is work, right? But here's the thing: not that podcasting is work. Because if you're doing something you love, it's not work, but it does take effort. So this particular episode is to give us insights into things that we may be doing that we're not aware of that are shooting ourselves in the foot. And I got to tell you, some of them are our greatest hits. We're going to hear things about audio quality, but there's some other ones that I was like, wow, I never thought about that. So without further ado, here are the top pet peeves of 2019. Although I've been listening to podcasts from countries outside of the U.S. for quite some time now, actually before podcasts were podcasts, I was downloading stuff from like NPR and such that you had to download and manually move on to your uh, MP3 player. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts ever since then. And um, it's never really bugged me when there were local ads. But the more and more I meet fellow expat podcasters, the more this has become my new pet peeve. And that is local advertisements for things in the place that the podcasts are made. Now, I understand that there needs to be funding for podcasts, and I understand that not all of us do this for free. But when there's a product or service that we can't even have shipped outside of the U.S., even when we're interested, it becomes a little frustrating. So part of me wants podcasters who are in one specific place to think, hmm, if I want a global reach, if you do, how do I get... Uh, advertisers on here that can cater to someone not just in this local area but beyond that wow did you hear that it was everybody in europe go preach it stephanie preach it 
And that doesn't apply to every podcast. But for podcasters who haven't thought about it, I'd like to plant that seed. There are a lot of us, not just expats, but people living in different countries that listen to podcasts coming from America because we are where it started and we are where a lot of the podcasts are coming from, but not all. There are places in the world where it's becoming more and more popular to produce podcasts for a global audience, not just for a local one. So I just want to plant that seed. It is something that gets to me. So it is a pet peeve, but it's also something that I think could change and alter how we do our revenue streams with podcasting and how we get our ads and how we see our audience. Whether you like it or not, you probably have a global audience. What can we do to talk to the global audience as much as possible? All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to this rant. This is Stephanie from the Virtual Expat and Expat Rewind podcast over at stephfuccio.weebly.com, S-D-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Bye. Thank you, Steph. So if you have, like this happens a lot, but let's say you have two sponsors, one can ship global and one can't. Go with the global one. Speaking of ads... This question is brought to you by Clearly Beer, the best beer ever. Hey, Dave, this is Jonathan Bloom of Weekly Awesome. So, Dave, one of my podcasting pet peeves is the non-host right ads where you have it at the beginning of the episode, then all... This question is also brought to you by Backup, Backup, Backup. The only backup to back up your backups, backup the backups, the backups. And then they will also have an ad in the middle with two ads. And I hear the same ad on every single episode. I was listening to one story drama one, and it's just like, you know, okay, it's this ad, skip, 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 skips. It's an ad that you don't feel like the host really cares about. The host isn't talking about it. It might be the host, oh, we just put this in the ad. And like, there's one that I listen to every day. I always skip past their ads. This question answer has been brought to you by Visit Las Vegas, the only place to have a great time. It's an SOP twin spin. Hey, Dave, it's Scott McCarthy from the Moving Forward Leadership podcast at movingforwardleadership.com. And to answer your question regarding the thing that drives me nuts uh, in podcasts, my biggest pet peeve, it's when people who do interview-based podcasts put marketing in the middle of a interview. So for example, a guest could be talking and then all of a sudden the host goes, just one second now and a moment from our sponsors, blah, blah, blah. And often it's even their own marketing for you know their Facebook group or whatever have you that they're trying to sell. This would be a great time, speaking of new products, to tell you, I'm just kidding. And I find as a interviewer myself that the interview just gets lost. The flow of it is interrupted. As a listener, I lose my train of thought on listening as well as you know mentally taking the notes of what's being said. And ultimately, I find it just hinders the podcast vice helps it. I've seen one way in which this was actually done right. It's when a podcast was changing completely. So the interviewee was sticking around and the host kept them around for a bunch of prefab questions, which he asked every single interviewee. So uh, the interview was actually done and it was just a way to transition from one segment to the other. Anyway, I hope this helps. And uh, thanks. And thanks for everything you do at the school podcasting. This is uh, Scott McCarthy from movingforleadership.com. Thank you, Jonathan and Scott. Jonathan, nice job on the production. I think the worst case I've ever heard of this was Jay Moore interviewing Sugar Ray Leonard. He's like, Sugar Ray, who was the hardest hitter in the ring? And Sugar Ray is like, well, Jay, the hardest hitter was, and literally they broke in 15 minutes will save you. And I was like, you got to be kidding me.
Hi, Dave. This is Bill Hutchison from the Youth with a Mission News Show podcast at ywampodcast.com. Just wanting to send in what currently my pet peeve is when it comes to podcasts. There have been a few people who have recently started to podcast who have been encoding their podcasts at VBR. And lately, that's been really frustrating me because the specific podcast player that I use, which is called Podcast Addict, doesn't support VBR. And if I hit pause or stop, then I can't actually continue that podcast. So it's something that I had hoped most people had stopped doing. Uh, But lately, there have been a few podcasts pop up that use VBR instead of CBR. It's very geeky, but it's something that's been really bugging me lately. And I would say it'd be one of my current pet peeves. So thanks, Dave. Love the School of Podcasting. And I look forward to hearing you every week. This is Bill Hutchison from the Youth of the Mission News Show podcast at ympodcast.com. Thank you, Bill. As part of the Libsyn tech support team, Libsyn, by the way, stands for Liberated Syndication. Find it at Libsyn.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. I can tell you that VBR is like you can see it coming a mile away. I'll see a ticket. Hey, my file isn't playing right. Something's going wrong. When somebody does this, it's not, if it's something to do with the way it plays, 99% of the time, it's VBR. Now it's time for the honest nurse, Trish. Hi, Dave. This is Nurse Trish with the Honest Nurse Podcast, checking in with your question of the month. What is my pet peeve? Um, For me, I have not been listening to podcasts for a very long time, but probably within the last year or so, I've really gotten more into that. And I actually ended up stopped listening to one podcast because the person did this thing that was just, it made my ears want to curl up into my skull every time she did it. And that was dramatic stops in a sentence. Like, Every time she wanted to make a point or something, she just did this really annoying thing to me that I just, it drove me nuts. And um, it might seem a little silly to some people, but for me, it was very distracting. And I wanted to send that to you um, to answer your question for this month. Trish, when I hear this, I want to say thank you. No, the dramatic pause is definitely something you want to have in your arsenal. That's a cool, that's a cool brush to paint with. But if you do it all the time, as Trish has pointed out, it loses its effect. I've been reading the book Story Brand, and one of the things in that book is if you confuse, you lose. And this is illustrated with this one from Scott Johnson. This is Scott Johnson, and my podcast is What Was That Like?, where each episode is an interview with a real person about an unreal situation, and it's at whatwasthatlike.com. My pet peeve is when a show has two or three co-hosts, and apparently they read an article online or somewhere about how to improve your show by keeping everything lighthearted and comical and upbeat, because anytime any one of them says anything, the other ones just break into uncontrollable laughter. And being the listener, I'm thinking, did I just miss something? Was there a punchline? I just didn't get it. But when the same thing happens eight more times in the first 10 minutes of the show, I get what's going on. They want me to think this is one of those really funny shows, even though nothing they've said is funny. 
And that's when I'm really thankful that my podcast player has that unsubscribe button. And really, it's unfortunate because there are some shows with content that I would really like to hear, but nope, just can't do it. So the lesson here is not all laughter is good. Some of it's just annoying. It's another SOP twin spit. Yeah. Hi, Dave. This is Isar from the Fears and Desires podcast. Um, the number one pet peeve that makes me turn off when I'm checking out a new podcast is definitely when they talk about lots of things like in jokes and stuff like that but they do it for a long time so it's all these stuff and I don't get the joke I'm just there like I don't understand and they don't explain you know the stuff that they're talking about so if it's for like 10 minutes I'm there I'm trying to listen I'm trying to get to the content and it's like this long bit at the beginning where they do all the in jokes and they're talking about all this stuff Sometimes it's good when you hear a conversation and it feels like you're part of it, but sometimes it just feels like, come on, help me out, give me some of the content, and then I can understand what's going on. So that, that just really annoys me, and a lot of the time it makes me just just, just clock off. And uh, I feel kind of bad doing it sometimes, but I really can't help it. And sometimes this whole part of the inside jokes, well... They're just winging it. And well, Brian's going to tell you about what he thinks about that. Hey, Dave, Ryan Nelson here with Conspiracy Theoryology at ConspiracyTheoryology.com. Well, my biggest pet peeve that makes me turn off a show and, and really never even subscribe to it is when I realize that the host or hosts start with no show prep, basically with a blank sheet of paper, a topic in mind, and they hit record. I mean, unless you're an experienced, off-the-cuff speaker, your stream of consciousness ramblings, they never sound as cohesive and comprehensive as they do in your head. You know, I don't, I don't mean the occasional tangent or, or rabbit holes that can make a show sound personable and candid. I mean, the start-to-finish, I-can-do-this-from-memory approach that it, it usually just turns into a recorded diatribe or a rant. I mean, maybe it works well for the short format stuff or on YouTube, but I don't want it in my podcast lineup uh, when I'm trying to listen to things throughout the day. All right. Take care. And notice how so many of these are around the beginning of the show. Here's another key point of that. Hi, Dave. I'm a big fan of your show. And I saw you at the podcast movement in Philly last year. Uh, my name is Emmanuel Roche, and I have to say that what annoys me the most in a podcast is when there is no real clear introduction about what the podcast is about and what the episode is about. When the host starts going, you know, on a tangent, then, you know, you lost me and, and I'm gone. I have launched my podcast in October last year. It is called Flavors Unknown. It is a series of interviews with U.S. trending chefs, pastry chefs, and bartenders, sharing their secret behind the scene, talking about their path to success, and giving foodies tips from the kitchen or the bar. As I said, I love your show, School of Podcasting, and every week got great tips to get better at podcasting. Thank you again. My buddy, Eric K. Johnson, you might know him as the podcast talent coach, as well as the co-host of a show I do called the Podcast Review Show. 
If you want somebody to go over your podcast, check it out, Podcast Review Show. He talks about how your podcast is like a bus. Nobody's going to get on the bus unless they know where it's going. So I love the fact that, yeah, exactly. We need a table of contents. And then you have to be careful about if you have guests, how do you introduce them? Hi, Dave. This is Anna Seawold, host of the Authentic Parenting Podcast. I am kind of a podcast snub, I have to admit, and partly you to blame for that because of your show, The Podcast Rodeo Show. As an avid podcast listener, I have many pet peeves, but there's one thing that podcasters do that is just a big turnoff for me. And it is when after doing like three introductions, the host asks the guest the first question. So tell us who you are and what you do. At that point, I just want to pull my hair in and go like Dave Jackson. Ugh. And it's such a turn off, such an ineffective question. What it tells me is that the host is unprepared, didn't do much homework about her guest, doesn't know how to conduct a proper interview, is here just to wing it. And it's such a waste of time, precious time, right in the beginning of your show. And please, if you conduct a killer interview as a listener, you may pique my interest about your exciting guest. And on my own, I'll go and find more information about him or her. I also guest on a lot of podcasts. And when the host begins her show by asking me this question, as a podcaster, knowing that this is a pet peeve of mine, I try to answer very concisely. However, many guests on other shows are not podcasters. They just go on and on and on about their life. That's my biggest pet peeve. You can find my show at AuthenticParenting.com, which is a show about personal development in the context of parenting. Thank you for all you do. Can't wait to hear other people's pet peeves. Here's some more insights. It's another twin spin from a buddy, Mark, from Canada, the Resourceful Designer. Hi, Dave. Mark Decode here from the Resourceful Designer podcast. My biggest pet peeve when it comes to podcasts is when the host just presumes that the listener knows who they're talking about. I hear this a lot in TV fan podcasts. For example, when someone says that such and such an actor will be joining a TV show next season and they should make a great addition to the cast, but they don't explain to us who that actor is. I also do TV fan podcasts, and I always make a point of saying such and such an actor. You may know him or her from this show where they played this character or that show where they played that character to give some people some context. Now, the same applies to non-TV fan podcasts as well. You, Dave, do an excellent job at this. Whenever you mention someone, you always say their name and where they're from. You've probably mentioned Daniel J. Lewis hundreds of times on your shows, and yet you always add in from the Audacity to podcast to give us context, because it is possible that a new listener to your show doesn't know who Daniel is. So to everyone listening, if you talk about an article you read and name the author, Give some credentials as to why that person is a credible source for whatever you're talking about. If you talk about some big shot business person, 
Make sure to mention what company they're from and what their position at that company is. And if you talk about musicians, athletes, podcasters, or whatever, name their bands, their teams, their shows. Nothing takes me out of a podcast quicker than a host presuming I already know who it is they're talking about. Thanks, Dave. And I loved this one because this is why I don't do what he's talking about. Hi, Dave. This is Justin from Optimal Living Daily, oldpodcast.com. My pet peeve, and I apologize right now to any podcasters listening who do this, but I do not like it. And that is reading out your five-star reviews. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. To me, that's the worst. As a listener, I don't care. I like your show. I don't need to hear someone else say why they like it. What a waste of life. And it really just sounds like gloating. It adds no value for the most important people, the listeners, except maybe the one person who left the review. And even if that's a great motivator to get other people to review your show, does that even matter? Because we all know, or should know by now, that ratings and reviews don't do anything for you except add a little bit of social proof. So you're wasting a couple of minutes in every episode, your listeners' precious time, for a metric that doesn't even matter. How about you give them an offer they can't refuse instead, and in return, they join your mailing list, and then email them asking for a review. But please stop reading them in your podcast. I'm not talking to you, Dave. I haven't heard you do this, which is why I continue to listen. Oh, and the one exception was what Rob and Elsie sometimes do on the Feed podcast and have other people read their one-star reviews. Why? Because that's actually entertaining. Five-star reviews aren't. All right, end rant. Thanks, Dave, and thank you for not narrating your reviews. Thank you, Justin. And here's another thing. Because I rarely mention reviews, when I actually get one, it has even more meaning because that means that person did that on their own. Hey, speaking of reviews. Hey, Dave, it's Laura from the Reviews and Randomness podcast, a podcast where I tell tales of everyday things uh, about products and services that I love and the randomness in my life designed for women. Special thanks out to you and the School of Podcasting for helping me get it off the ground. I can't believe it's already launched. Definitely made things much easier for me. I'm gathering my pet peeve is a tag controversial. I want to see episode numbers in the catalog. I understand the benefits of not having them from an SEO standpoint and probably some other things that I just am not even aware of. But from a user standpoint, I really like seeing the episode numbers. And for anyone who's thinking that, man, this person must be a really neat freak. I am not. You can look at my house and I am not. I just like seeing them there. I will listen if they're not there. I know Dave doesn't do this. But for the podcasters who continuously talk about past episodes and then don't put them in the show notes, it kills me because then I have to go hunt for them. And I'm not hunting in a calm environment over here. I've got kids yelling at me. I have ovens beeping. I have my dog trying to get my attention. I mean, all the things. So it gets a little frustrating. So if you're not going to put the episode numbers, please put them in the show notes. Thanks for the opportunity to mentally process through this pet peeve. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Well, I got to tip my hat to the one and only Steve Stewart. Find him at stevestewart.me. He found a cool compromise because to me, that title is way too valuable to put any kind of episode number. So what do you do? You make it the first part of your description. And then if you actually look at it in Apple iTunes, you will see that episode number right there lining up nice and pretty. And you don't lose as much SEO 
Uh, still not a great place for it, but it's a better bad choice in my book. And the good news is I've heard that in the future, the actual episode numbers will appear in Apple Podcast. You really have to dig for them now because Apple gave us a uh, episode number field, and I've been filling them in for over a year now, and you have to really dig in Apple Podcast to find them. And from what I hear, that's going to be remedied soon. If you listen to the Podcast Rodeo Show, find it at podcastrodeoshow.com. You know this is one of my top pet peeves. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty. My top podcasting pet peeve is when the host won't get to the subject. The other day I tuned into a famous podcast to hear an interview with Seth Godin. Well, this famous podcast host spent, no lie, eight minutes telling us, about the microphone that might not have worked properly and how the person hopefully edited the podcast interview well and how nervous they were about interviewing somebody as famous as Seth Godin. I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in the interview with Seth Godin. Let's just get to the point. All right. Well, thanks for listening to my rant, Dave. And if you're interested in listening to my podcast, it's called The Author Inside You, and you can find it at theauthorinsideyou.com. It's where we interview people about writing, publishing, and promoting their first book to encourage other people to get their book out to their audience. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Matt. Super nice guy. Also a member of the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. Find them at neohiopodcasters.com. And you guessed it. It's an SOP twin spin. Hi, Dave. It's Moxie from the Your Brain on Facts podcast. The one thing that will most commonly get a show removed from my favorites list is 10 minutes of utter nonsense at the beginning of the show. A little bit of chit-chat and tete-a-tete is just fine, but get on with it. I shouldn't be left wondering, what is this episode about? Or even, what is your entire podcast about? It's very nice that you house broke your dog last week. Please just give me the information I tuned oh, in Oh, come for. on, Moxie. Aren't you interested in their French toast recipe? Here is my proof, because sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just impatient. And here's my proof. I think that most people feel this way, as we had two people say it here. Think about Netflix. When you're at the end of an episode... When you click the go to the next episode, number one, you're skipping the outro and it doesn't go to the next episode. It goes to the next episode and skips the intro. So you go from the end of one episode right to the beginning of the new episode. To me, I just go, that's proof that people want you to get to the point. Here's another one that really drives me nuts that will get me to unsubscribe almost immediately when I hear this one. Take it away, Ryan. Hello, Dave Jackson. It's Ryan Jackson from MyPerfectPodcast.com, where we answer one simple question from technique to technology. What is your perfect podcast? And I'm here to answer the question of the month. What is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to podcasts? That would have to be riding the volume knob. I cannot handle it when I realize that that's what's going to happen to listen to an episode, I eject immediately. I can handle mouth clicks, other things, but that's the one thing I just cannot take. So, riding the volume knob, number one pet peeve. 
Thank you, Dave, for everything that you do, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in Orlando in March. Just a couple weeks away, buddy. Looking forward to it. And that was so nice, we got to hear it twice. Hi, Dave. Brian Entzminger here with the Engaging Missions show, which you can find at engagingmissions.com. One of the things that will make me stop listening is maybe not so much an annoyance, but just something that makes it hard for me. And it's actually a little bit embarrassing for me to share this with you, and I'll share that in just a second. The the thing that will make me stop listening to a show, I won't even hit pause, I'll just skip on to the next one, it falls into kind of a general bucket we would call bad audio, but I, I don't want it to seem like I'm just saying, well, if you don't sound amazing, I'm not going to listen. That's not it. It's bad audio where I either can't hear one or more of their participants or it's garbled and I'm missing a lot of the words. A lot of times I listen in the car on the way to and from work. And in the past when this kind of thing would happen, if I thought it was going to be great content, I would maybe skip ahead to the next podcast and try and come back to it. But what I noticed is that I have so many podcasts in my queue now that I can never get to all of them as it is. And so if I can't listen during the time when that I want to listen, my commute to and from work, things like that, then I'm not going to listen. It might be amazing content. It might be something that I really want to know. But frankly, if I cannot hear one or more of the participants, or if I can't hear what they're saying, I'll skip on ahead. The reason this is a little bit embarrassing to me is because there have been times in the past where my show has fallen into the category of something that I might have skipped ahead on. And so it's always a reminder to me to be very careful about the quality of my show. I, I want it to sound amazing on a personal level, but also if my listeners won't be able to hear it, or if they won't be able to understand what I or my guests have shared, then it makes it really hard for me to be interested in continuing to produce that show. So I'm always trying to do the very best that I can to make that happen. Anyway, that's what'll make me skip a show, not necessarily an annoyance, but the inability to hear what they're talking about for one reason or another. And you can't have a question of the month without the fabulous Win Charles. Hi, Dave. One of my biggest pet peeves is... When podcasters don't have a natural conversation, when the podcasters only stick to their scripts, which when I started asking, when I'm like, I'm not doing that. And so that's my big pet peeve, and I'll be interested to see what Anchor does. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Thank you, Wynn. Yeah, I've I've had interviews where I've been interviewed and I'll be like, and that's when my brother walked up the driveway and let me know my mother had died. And they're like, okay, great. What's your favorite tool? I'm like, what? <laughs> Speaking of train wrecks. Hey, Dave. Lee here with the Covert Nerd podcast at covertnerd.net. Wait, hold on. That makes it sound like I'm calling Lee a train wreck. He's talking about a train wreck. Okay. Take it away, Lee. And I wanted to answer your question of the month. I was thinking about it the other day, and I happened to be listening to a new podcast I had never listened to before. And I was listening to their podcast and found out exactly why I unsubscribed from this podcast, because it reminded me of people that don't edit their podcast. They were getting started and streaming from Twitch, and they were having some technical difficulties. Their sound wasn't working right, and their audio wasn't working right, and they spent the next seven minutes or so working to get the connection correct before they got it up and going and actually got to their content. Why they didn't edit this out from the audio version that they post later, I don't know. This is a great reminder to all podcasters, myself included. 
Consider your listeners and value their time and do some post-recording editing after the fact to get things like that out. Your listener is gracious enough to give you their time, so please don't waste it. Especially with something like this when the fix is so simple. You just go in and take out those seven minutes and you're good to go. It not only wasted seven minutes of my time, but say they have 100 downloads, it wasted 700 minutes of listeners' time. So again, please do some editing. Thanks, Dave, for all the things that you do. We'll see you next time. I do train wrecks on Saturday morning on occasion. It's a show called Ask the Podcast Coach, and I love to try new things, new technology. And even though I will kind of put them through some of their paces, I don't always really do a full dress rehearsal. And sometimes that blows up in my face. Hence, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. But I will edit out any kind of major train wrecking that happens for the audio version. The YouTube vision, the YouTube thing, I might leave it up there. But the audio, I will definitely cut that out because... Uh, and for the record, radio people, when they hear stuff like you just described, their brains explode because they they're used to being live. And the fact that you now have the opportunity to realize that's an opportunity to make yourself sound better. And you're just like, nah, it's all right. Go ahead and just make myself look stupid. Uh, I, I don't understand that. It's really, really weird. Last up, uh, we have somebody who kind of sent in a summary. She did her own little question of the month and sent in this. Hi, this is C.L. Fernari. I am the co-host of Plant Rama. And I recently posted on the podcaster support group on Facebook a question about why people unsubscribe to podcasts or why they will stop listening. And the answers so far over 133 were very interesting. And I just, I, I compiled. And number one reason that podcasters will stop listening and unsubscribe to other podcasts, bad audio. Number two, too much banter, rambling, taking too long to get to the topic. Number three, pointless podcasts, a.k.a. for white guys laughing in a basement. Number four, inappropriate politics, politics I don't agree with. Number five, sexist, hatred, racist, or intolerant hosts. Number six, poor research. Number seven, it sounds like an infomercial or too many commercials. Number eight, sleepy voices, no passion. Number nine, co-hosts talking over each other or guests. Ten, poor interviewing skills or bad guests. Number 11, giggling, excessive laughing, fake laughing. And 12, excessive swearing. There were a few others as well, but those were the top 12. And uh, several of those are reasons that I, too, will not continue to subscribe to a podcast. Thanks a lot. You can check out Plant Rama at plantrama.com. Thank you so much, which actually really was kind of a nice summary of many of the things that we talked about. And so you might want to ask yourself, am I doing some of these things? And the great thing about podcasting is let's say you're reading great reviews. If you still want to read great reviews, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. I'm always about making sure people are informed so they can make informed decisions. Now, what's the question for next month? And this one's going to be a tough one. What is your top crutch word and have you been able to eliminate it? And if so, how? Because I think we all have crutch words. I have been told by multiple people 
that while I think my crutch word is, you know, because I say it real quick, like, you know, the thing, then people are like, no, no, that's not it. I've heard from from multiple people. My biggest crutch word is and um, and um, the guy was and um, I've been told I say that a lot. So what's your top crutch word? And if you were able to rid yourself of it, how do you do it, man? Let me know. And I will need that by March 22nd, 2019. Why? Because the last Monday of March is March 25th. So I will need that by Friday, March 22nd. You can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com and use the speak pipe button there if you want, or if you want to call it in, you could do that. If you want to email it to me, just record a wave file and send it on in. My email is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Please put March question in the subject title. And then here's something new. If you have the ability to name the file, and I realize if you're just going to record something on your phone and send it in, you don't get a lot of say in that. But if you have the ability to name the file, put your name and the name of your show in the file. I'll know it's from the March thing. So if I'm Matt Rafferty, I would put Matt Rafferty dash uh, the author inside you dot wave or whatever he's sending me. That way I know who's who. So again, I need it by March 22nd. What is your top crutch word? And if you're able to get rid of it, how did you do it? And if you're like, dude, I can't stop saying dude. Okay, I get that too. Hey, a quick update. I recently published an article and a video saying, hey, if you're thinking about using Anchor, here are some things that you should know. And one of them was, hey, they say, hey, you can come over here and get a sponsor. And I had started three or four different test shows. And the only sponsor I ever got was Anchor, which I thought was funny because everybody's like, hey, this is how they're making money. And I'm like, mm, it seems to be the only another way, I should say, yet another way that they're giving away money. Well, I want to update this. Ever since I have done that, this might be because they just got purchased by Spotify and it's got the attention of people. But I actually, on one of my shows, uh, if I want them, I can get uh, Squarespace and I would make .0175 cents per download. And then there was another one, the Black Tux, where I would actually make uh, two cents a download. And I know what you're thinking. If we add that to the Anchor advertisement that's one penny a download i would be making basically almost four cents a or five cents a download well that would be three spots and the other thing i've noticed is they keep giving you scripts and they say this needs to be at least 30 seconds long and i read the script on the tux one and it was over two minutes so granted you can scale that down but are you really going to put three advertisements in your show? Depending on how long your show is, if it's an hour-long show, you might be able to pull that off. But just let's take the most expensive one there or the one that pays the best, the, the Tux Place. That's two cents a download. If you're getting 300 downloads per episode, that is $6. And if you do that, obviously, by uh, four episodes a month, that would be uh, $24. So I just people sometimes go, oh, you're just going to say stuff because you work for Lipson. And I'm like, no, no, I'm letting you know here that apparently there may be more advertisers in Anchor and it's still not enough for me to go, yep, I like that place because again, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but they control your access to your Apple stats, yada, yada, yada. For more information, go out to the show notes and I'll have a link to that whole article. 
Hey, if you're going to be at the On Air Fest in Brooklyn, New York this weekend coming up, this is uh, basically March 1st and 2nd in Brooklyn. Hey, Brooklyn, what's up? And uh, the following weekend, I will be at PodFest in Orlando, Florida. I'll be working the Lipson booth there. And if you were there, please stop by and say hello. I always hate to hear somebody goes, oh, well, I, I saw you, but I don't know. I was kind of nervous about coming up. Please don't be nervous. I'm, I mean, just I want to meet you and I want to talk to you and find out what you're up to. And speaking about what you're up to, can you answer this question? Because of my podcast, blank. So there's something that happened. It wouldn't have happened, but it did. Why? Because you have a podcast. I would love to hear that answer. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. You can record it and set it on in. Also, another segment we haven't had in a while is the last five and five. This is what not are your not what are your favorite podcasts. What were the last five you listened to and where can we find them? Again, you can record that and set it in. And don't forget to tell us about your podcast. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And speaking of things that uh, are coming up, yeah, we were talking about that, different places I'm going to be. Next week, I'm going to be telling you about, now here's here's the story of this. They approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in letting us sponsor the School of Podcasting? And I'm like, well, I got to see the software first. And I did. And oofa, holy wow, is this thing cool. This is a new tool that might revolutionize how a lot of you do your podcast. I'm going to be reviewing that. I've also, in the future, I'm going to be reviewing a couple different WordPress themes that are geared towards podcasters. In fact, can I tell you something? I I like the Divi theme. It does a lot, but yet I can never really get it to do exactly what I'm looking to do. And I'm talking to a few people that love the Divi theme, and oh, yeah, they're hardcore coders who use all that back-end stuff. So I found a tool that I might be swapping out the Divi theme for on my website. So a bunch of new technology, we'll be talking about that in the future. And of course, whatever else you would like to talk about. Now, if you'd like to have this information come to you the minute it's available, simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, and you'll see you can subscribe in any way you want, including my YouTube channel, which now is having a video every week, typically on Wednesdays. You can find all that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and never miss an episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. If you're-